Yo, welcome to the Hive Hustle, the captivating podcast, whether it be street culture, dance, hip-hop, crump, roller skating, um, everything that's inspired me and helped me become who I am as a person. Uh, I appreciate you for being here. It's official now, the Hive Hustle podcast about to sit you down. Go and fix your crown. This ain't a grain of salt. Pick your brain and thoughts, even through a major loss. Still remain a boss. And today, I got my boy Trent Jure. He does what you call cooking with a J. Jooking. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does a lot of things, man. But he's been in Vegas for a minute and he inspires me tremendously. Uh, I think we've battled before. Yeah, a couple times. And then yeah, on yeah. top of that, you've judged the R&Bs. Yeah. And then, yeah, man, we just, we got a lot of things in common. You've helped me out tremendously, like, afar. Same thing with, like, John Bugs, Kid. Y'all yeah. whole squad is just, like, my bros. tremendously inspiring, man. So thank you for being on the show. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Happy to have that. I'm happy that you're having me here. Definitely, man. Hey, we got to get the, but, uh, we got to get them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. But first things first, bro, I remember us talking before we got on the show, you're from Illinois. Yeah. Or you were born. I was born in Illinois. Okay, so was, tell us. I was born is. in Elgin, Illinois, and uh, as a baby, my mom moved back to Memphis, and I okay. was raised in the city of Memphis. Got you. Okay. Yeah, but so, I would go back and forth to Chicago. You know. Okay. I, my dad lived in Chicago. Well, if you don't know, I'm from Deshaun. Yeah, I know. Okay. I, I found was, that out when I judged the R&B. Yes, because I think we had a conversation. Yeah, right? he's yeah, like, I'm man. from Chicago. I'm like, oh dang, I ain't know. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. I grew up in Vegas, but mm -hmm. Chicago is always gonna have a piece of me because my family is from there. You okay. get what I'm saying? Like, there's a whole heritage behind who I am in Chicago, like mm -hmm. my family because they were a part of the mafia and stuff. Oh, okay. So that's obviously where mafioso comes from. Okay, so, I ain't come piecing um, it together. Yeah, mm -hmm. but for you. Obviously, the Hive Hustle is about street culture. Mm. It helped raise me, man. It helped me become who I am. When did it start for you? Like, was it before Jukin? Or was there, like, a dance style before that? Did you do anything outside of that? Uh, okay. Well, from the beginning, yeah. Uh, as a child, this is probably every dancer, I was watching MJ. Okay. Makes sense. The smooth criminal video. Okay. Like I was trying to emulate that so much. And uh as I got older, I don't know if you want to say it now, but I'm gonna say it. I wanted to be when as I was growing up, I was leaning towards wanting to become a professional wrestler. And we can talk about that. Wow, okay. We no, talk, no. That <laughs> obviously wrestling is a culture in its own. Mm -hmm. But if that's what Especially in Memphis. Yeah, if, exactly. Memphis is like wrestle. I can imagine capital. Yeah. I know, like, so speak about that. Man. Uh, yeah, I wanted to. I was interested in getting into wrestling, but then I stopped, and that you know, family stuff got involved, and okay. that dream kind of got shot down. Okay, but I ended up revisiting it later, and then I didn't start getting into discovering street dance. Well, I watched Mr. Wiggles when I was younger. I was I found some videotapes when I was getting viruses on my computer trying to download hey, videos them days, bro. on LimeWire. Lime when you actually had <laughs> when you actually had to download music. <laughs> yeah. That says, you know, says my age right there because people think I'm younger than what I am. Me too, bro. Like, people be like, you what, 27? I'm like, bro, I'm 30. <laughs> Let me not say it. But, <laughs> uh, but 
Uh, I watched tapes of Mr. Uh, video clips of Mr. Wiggles, and probably probably when I was like, I want to say, thirteen, my sister's ex boyfriend introduced me to Gangsta Walking, Jukin. Okay. So Jukin was originally the Gangsta Walk. Yes. So I've heard that before. And it was it was it was created in the eighties. Okay. In Memphis and. They were doing it in the skating ring, in okay. the in the club. So like, people would just take over the the whole skating rink and take take the skates off, and they just gangster walking. They did that when I was when I was at Skate Rock City before it was Skate Rock City. Mm-hmm. They would literally have like sessions in the middle. That's exactly yeah. And then what they would do is the dancers would take their skates off and actually dance. Yeah. So I guess that's probably where it came from. Like the skate culture and dance culture mixing together so well. Yeah, we had like a legendary like uh skating rink called Crystal Palace in Memphis too. So I'm sure there's multiple Crystal Palaces. Yeah, there's like yeah. I think probably many of them. So we had our Crystal Palace. Yeah. And I remember I would go I couldn't skate for nothing. <laughs> but I would see in the middle, they would just have circles and they were just, they gangster walking and they gliding and stepping. And it was just like, man, what they doing? I'm trying to learn I'm that. I'm trying to do with that. I'm like, I'm, yeah. it just, it just grabbed my attention. And then my sister's ex-boyfriend, Antonio, uh, okay. he taught me my first couple steps. Like, hey. he's like, this how you, this how you glide. Like, this how you gangster walk. Yeah. So I was learning it. And then I ended up losing it. Uh, it kind of just went out one ear. It went in one ear and came out the other. I just kind of let it go. And I just, th- I'm a huge video game nerd. Yeah. So I was just on my gaming, Steve. Like so, like, school. I was trying to like be a professional gamer too. <laughs> I have a lot of things that I wanted to be. Yeah. Uh, so, I think as dancers and just in general creatives, I feel like all of us did that. Because, mm. bro, I was a rollerblader, like aggressive rollerblader. Mm. I was. Uh, skateboarder I know how to skateboard I played video games I danced I roller skated I step like yeah, I feel like time. creative people just in general like, like we, you want to just we get, just want to learn everything yes. you know what I'm saying yeah I, I podcast now like what the <laughs> like we just creative bro it just yeah it was just ever flowing uh, so when did when, when did, I started taking joking serious yeah, maybe like, like when did like was it were you already an adult no, I was, I my freshman year in high school. That's when you started taking. That's series. when I was like, I started seeing some guys. They was like, they was joking like after school in the okay. parking lot, and I'm like, so I'm skating like, ring first. I seen it in the skating in high ring. school, and it's like, oh, I'm, these guys actually. I'm like, they they, they, they battling. Stuff. I'm seeing like flyers from like the, this one guy was a promoter. He was known for, for putting on events. Sean Sean Gun. Okay. Uh and. Joking battles was happening. I'm like, dang, this is like, oh, this is a thing. Like they mm-hmm. actually going at it. And I'll be honest, like I was, <clears throat> I was trash. You know, we all start from somewhere. And I like dudes didn't want to, they ain't want to like dance with me just straight up. Really? So because you were trash or because, because you- I was trash. Dang. So because the movement, it's like, if you trash, Like, they was you. not, they was like, you slaw. We got a thing in Memphis. We just like. Hold on, say that again. You slaw? You slaw. Oh, so coleslaw. Like, yeah. So think coleslaw, but. Nasty. Like, coleslaw is nasty in general. Like, 
When I go to Canes, I get two toasts, bro. I never I, get slaw. Who the hell gets slaw? <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. But they were like, so I think it was like one time. It was like when I first, I got my feelings hurt. Uh, we had like talent shows in high school. Uh-huh, yeah. And like, it was a couple guys that I wanted to like get on stage and juke with. And I was like, I like, can I juke with y'all? And they was like, at first they was like, yeah. And then when it was time to like get together and do the performance, bro, they like, they just ditched on me. Like they just, they act like I was they non-existent. Who you was. They, didn't, they didn't dance. They was like, nah, we good. Like they just didn't, they just stopped talking to me. Jesus. And like that, like really set me, like it just it was like, you gonna set be my best. soul on yeah. fire. And I was like, I bet. When that happened, I literally was juking every single day Damn. at home in my uh, sister's apartment. And, like, I would come. I wouldn't do no homework. I wouldn't do nothing. I wouldn't play no game. I'm putting Project Pat, 3-6 Mafia. Let's go. Like, I'm putting that on, and I'm juking. Like, I'm going rounds, dog. Uh-huh. Like, I can and, imagine. Like, that's why with people now i feel like they try to get instant gratification like they want it now like i want to yeah. be good now yeah and like no you got to put your time in yeah so ten thousand yeah. dollars, man but yeah my freshman year in high school that's where it started it's funny because a lot of people's stories that like they get rejected and it redirects them somewhere else or they it makes them focus on that so bad because in crump it happens all the time mm-hmm. you'll you'll get set up with a battle and you'll get one rounded and you'll just be like all right fuck y'all I'll be back. <laughs> and then you just go ham. I could have just completely said, you know what? Forget juking. I don't want to juke no more than that. But you literally took it. I was like, no, nah, I'm finna I'm finna prove you mother suckers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so but Okay. Well, we kind of covered question two. <laughs> so let's shift a little bit though. Cause juking is obviously to hip hop music, rap music. Yeah. But a- you also an R and B lover. Cause this is true. that's exactly why I had you judge the R and B's. So, who's your top five artists? R and B, not pop. I need R and B. Top five R and B. Uh, I'm gonna have to say Usher. Okay. So I, he he gotta have goat status now, man. Like like I, after yeah, last he, night, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. and as many however people feel about it or whatever, like he is really, really, like, that dude. 20 Years Confessions, that album still bump. Yes, yes. I definitely vibe with T-Pain. Oh. T-Pain, for sure. I didn't think about that one, but that's dope, yeah. Like he got some He got some hits. Though. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, like, yeah, singer, like people don't get don't it twisted with the, like, with the, the auto-tune. auto-tune. Bro can throw down. I just seen him not too long ago do a live performance for, he did the song Tennessee Whiskey. I've seen that. And pff, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. cover of a famous rock song and killed. Man. Uh, let's see. Three. I'm going to have to say. I'm going to say Cisco. No lie. Like. I understand why. Because. Like Drew I, Hill, Cisco. Yeah. yeah like, like. Regardless of Cisco thong song, you had a whole era of Drew Hill. Like. And. Let's even on, even when even on uh, his uh, his solo album was it, it in the dragon bad. like he uh, got some he got some songs hits yeah, yeah he got some hits yeah. Yeah. and I'm I can imagine who he wrote for mm-hmm. oh what they really want come yes. on man that song like, ah <laughs> okay uh, 
four. Oh, I can't think of right now. Uh, I actually, I actually like Tyrese. Yes, me too. Tyrese, I'm a big fan. I'm not gonna lie, Baby Boy still bumps in my car till this day. <laughs> you just the best. Like his, on, my all time favorite song by him is is a uh, Sweet Lady. Oh yeah, Sweet Lady. Or um, Signs of Love Making. Yeah. Oh, oh come yeah, that's, on, that's, man. That's, that's, yeah. That video was crazy too. Like how you come under the he sheets? He did that under many the times? sheets. <laughs> like you. <laughs> Bro, like it was, if you really look at that, imagine them filming that. Yeah. The back, the BTS of that's got to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. He 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 was. <laughs> now give me a new one for number five. Like uh, two twenty ten up. To me, he feels like he's R and B. Okay. And I just really vibe with him. Like it's Don Tolliver. Oh, he's definitely R and B. Yeah, like yeah. he. Yeah, Don yeah. Tolliver is like. He's like my top favorite, like hip hop. One of my top favorites right okay. now. Okay, I really mess with him too. Yeah. What do you feel about uh, Eric Bellinger? He's cool. I actually like him. I, I actually seen him perform live once in Memphis. Actually, I, is he from Memphis? I don't know. I think he might be. Might have to check that. I I, I just he's one of my like he a lot of his stuff sounds the same, but I feel like he created that sound of his, mm-hmm. and it just fits him so well. Yeah, he I vibe with some of his tracks. I can't. Yeah. Lie. Another new one for me is um, on the women's side is uh, Ari Lennox. She's she's tight, huh? I might have to hear a track from her. Very new. I I I can't name I I can't name a specific song, but she's on my she's on my playlist, and I listen to my boy Gio's playlist a lot, and she's on that one too. So like I just. I, you know how you listen to playlists and you look at the song and you see the artist? Mm-hmm. I, I've done that look like several times <laughs> and it's been her. So I'm like, yeah. I got to look around. If I was to throw a, 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 a queen yeah. in there, I, I have to give it to Aaliyah. Like oh, Aaliyah, definitely. Yeah, Aaliyah's mine. Queen wise, yes, for sure. Yeah. We're 20, almost 30 years ago, we still yeah. listening to One in a Million. Yeah. They still play it at R&B jams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. Well, hey, we going to take, okay. 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 I was gonna say I think he was just out there in Memphis just doing some stuff because yeah. a lot of artists do come. To oh, the Memphis. Midwest is a very because Drake dad lives there, so Drake is always in the M. So, yep. Yeah. Well, hey, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Like, subscribe, do all the good stuff you need to do. We'll be right back. In the heart of artistic innovation and urban vibrancy, Swarm Culture stands as a dynamic and captivating brand that serves as both a sanctuary and a launching pad for crump dancing, roller skating, hip-hop, and street culture. Through curated events, workshops, performances, and collaborations, Swarm Brand strives to empower individuals from all walks of life, celebrating diversity and inspiring unity through the shared language of art. Visit us today at SwarmEverything.com. Yo, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to the Hive Hustle podcast. Uh, I got my boy Trent here. We was just talking over R&B artists and like who's our top five. But I got flash questions for you, bro. One of them is actually R&B related. Jodeci or Boys to Men? Jodeci. Really, yeah. you got to give me a why, because Joe Boys the Men, bro. I, I like why. They, I don't know. I just feel like 
Because, <laughs> bro, I guess because I'm from the West Coast. Like, I, I was born in Chicago, but I grew up on the West Coast. Mm. Boys to Men, like, end of the road? Like, I mean, no, it's they're, they're goaded. I can't. Yes, very true. They are. But to me, I just vibe with Jodeci's, like, flow more i feel like and I, I did, they they got a little more they was a little raunchy they was yes like i give you that i'm not gonna lie but it was smooth i just like it was just smooth i'm a smooth dude so, yeah, so it's like i get you hey that's true that's true <laughs> now out of battling or performing performing really yeah. i did not expect that yeah that's crazy performing I don't know. You just tap into. You kind of tap into the same things almost. Like when mm -hmm. it's, I call it. You just, you know, you just blacking out. But when I'm performing, I actually feel like I'm. I'm actually giving the audience something, a part of me that I can't give them, if I'm battling. Because when I'm battling, when I'm in battle mode, I just, I'm just thinking of trying to like destroy the other person. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. I hate when people do that. Who the hell walked up here? It was Edward because he's got the what's it called? But okay, continue. But uh, <laughs> when I'm performing, uh, my biggest thing is like I want to inspire and have people take something. If you're having a, a shitty day or you're stressed out at work or whatever, and you come and you see me perform in a show, mm. like if I changed your attitude or affected you in any kind of way in a positive light like that means more to me than anything got you so it's deep it's, it's, yeah it's like it's, it's like i want to inspire you i want you to feel like you can do something or just feel good like dang like you really like that's cheer dope. me up hey i'm not gonna lie to you like when i do see you dance the my first my first reaction is a smile so i i, I you definitely give that vibe of like you're going to make somebody's day. That's dope. And I never, I'm not performing to show off. Yes. I'm never performing to show off my, like, my talent. Like, I don't want to show it. I'm like, no, I come to, like, be of service. That's dope, bro. Like, give back. And, like, God has given me these abilities to be able to share this with you. And I'm like, I'm here to share. Let me share with you and I'm not here oh yeah look what I can do like <laughs> it's never from that place that's dope so I get that a lot so it means a lot to me when people do come up to me after a show and they're like you just inspired me so much like you made me feel so good like I appreciate you thank you yeah like like you you feel like I your feel purpose that. was filled for that moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That and like sense. I did my part yeah and I want to keep doing it until I decide to stop doing this that makes sense. And moving to the next thing where I can give in, in that area. In, in that way, yeah. yeah. Damn. Didn't know that, and that's why I do this. I'd say it every fucking episode. That's why I do this because getting to know the people that I'm interviewing is like the best part. You get what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. I told you before we hopped on, like I do this because street culture to me it changed my life, bro. Mm. Like when I was growing up on the east side of Vegas and I ran into Crump and I ran into, I walked into to skating rink because my mom, I didn't have anything else to do. Like I lived next door to it. So she mm. was like, just here, here's 10 bucks, go to the rink, do what you need to do to get off the streets. And it changed my life. And doing these interviews really, really inspires me. So thank you for giving that. Yeah. That, was, that was good. Yeah, man. Now, 
top five hip hop artists. Dang. You're just making it like, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to say one, Don Tolliver. Okay. Uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Come I, on. I, I have the shirt. Yeah, uh, I seen that. And then uh, you took that picture on Instagram. Which one? Which one? Didn't you do like a remake of Bone Thugs? I, I had a I had a the first of the month picture. Right? I had a, a viral video. Uh, it was like a trend going on TikTok where you like I'm getting ready. I'm in a video and then the picture it slides uh, down. It right? Slides down. And it was bone. It thugs? was bone thugs. And I was like, they left me out. Uh, oh they left me. Gosh. I'm one of the. I, I was a six member. That, I do remember that. And I was like, yeah. Like that video got like. Like ten, almost ten million views. That's crazy. And I was just like, "Wow, this this video went crazy." And I was just like, "And then always, I did another one, and then that one went viral." It's always the ones that we don't expect. Yes. So like, I have a. I grew up on Bone Thugs. Okay. Uh, um, Project Pat. I I was gonna say if he doesn't say Project Pat, I'm gonna be confused. Yeah, no, Project Pat <laughs> is. He's like. He's he like a legend, bro. He's he like, a, he a, a Memphis legend, like yeah. And he's still active today. Yeah, and like they have him, they sample his stuff all the time. He's featured on stuff mm-hmm. like, um. Let's see, it's so hard because I'm trying to. So I'm gonna give you an honorable mention too. Okay, uh, Drake is one of them. Okay, uh, three six. Three Six Mafia. That's five right there. And my honorable mention is another Memphis legend, uh, Player Fly. I've heard the name. Nobody needs nobody. All I need is me and my dogs. But Let's go. Uh, he, um, he's like his. He's such a lyricist. Like he, he's crazy, bro. Like you just gotta listen to him. Okay, like, I'm gonna look he, him up. He speaks so much knowledge and truth in his rap, but it's so gangster. <laughs> That's dope. It's so gangster. It's always it's always good when somebody can be deep with their stuff. You know what I'm saying? But still, yeah. respect the culture and have that involved. Yeah. That's cool. He That's didn't cool. get his flowers. I feel like the way he should have. Mm-hmm. But like, dude's a legend. Okay. Like, for sure. Okay. Now, we spoke of it in the very beginning of the episode. Where did wrestling come from in your life, and how? Where did it go to make you start dancing, and what is it now? Okay, so. I've as a kid, I've always I just because I was a huge wrestling fan. The Monday Night Wars, I was watching yeah. every Monday with my great grandmother. We would and That's we common. we would flick between channels like WCW and WWE. soap operas, huh? Like, huh? Was soap operas one of them? Like, your did your grandma and like my motherly figures in my life all watched like General Hospital soap operas in the daytime? Uh huh. They would. Okay. My grandmothers would. Okay. Uh, but because my grandmother night. was the same way, she watched wrestling at night with my grandfather. Uh-huh. But in the daytime, nothing else was on but soap operas. Same. <laughs> well, my great grandmother used to watch. It was she, actually no, she didn't watch soap operas. She was watching Jerry Springer. Oh yeah, my grandmother watched that too. Yeah. <laughs> she was watching Jerry. Jerry Springer, Springer was a show in the nineties, man. Maury, like oh, all those shows, like. Uh, but Monday nights, we was, I was going from USA to TNT, watching <laughs> WCW Monday Nitro and WWF Raw's War. Like, yep, I remember them. Uh, so obviously it started real young in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, and my favorite wrestler, Sting. 
Uh, if I go to WWE, it's uh, Shawn Michaels. Yep. Stone Cold. Yep. Heartbreak. Um, Heartbreak Kid. The uh, Brent Hart. Brent oh. the Hitman Hart. Yep. Uh, and Brent Hart, man. Like, yeah, his his career got cut short mm-hmm. uh, by accident by Goldberg, of course, but. <laughs> Um, no, it's just, I, once I was watching it in the late, in the late nineties as I was like, I want to do this. I want to be a wrestler. Yeah. But. Life happened. Like one of my parents wasn't feeling that and he he felt like you're not going to do that. You're going to go to school. And, but so that dream just kind of walks to the wayside and I. I there's a part of me where I do regret that I didn't stick with it and like have that dream and just go through with it because I end up revisiting it as an adult now mm-hmm. probably like a few years ago yeah about a couple years or so ago I well actually no it was during 2020 COVID COVID year usually that's what happens is we sit down and we're like reevaluating and COVID had all of us sitting down reevaluating a lot of things so COVID this is like towards the end of 2020 and I was like you know what I want to wrestle I'm like I want to say I at least tried tried it and did what I, I got to in do. the ring I got it I got a chance to see how it felt yeah. to take a bump to get suplex to jump off the top rope to you know feel like a kid again yeah and like bro when i tell you when i got in the ring like i felt it just felt so natural to me yeah and like even all the coaches there the trainers they was like like you never wrestled before like no and i was like you're like a natural like the way you just flow you picking up everything so quick yeah and like they were trying to put me in a match within my first like three months like they was like we feel like you can jump in a match like if you come like every day like you can we can get you in a match and like the guys that i was working with like the other students like just it's just it's like a it's really like a family like you come in you shake make sure you shake everybody's hand like you show respect to the ring like dog when i tell you like i felt so alive when i once i step into the between those ropes Mm mm-hmm and I was just like, dang, bro. And a part of me felt like I missed my calling mm. because I'm older. And just being honest, like WWE, they don't really look for not anybody new, over the tw- age of 25. Yeah. Like once you like pass the certain age, they like, nah, like yeah. you got to be an anomaly. Yeah. I feel like you got to really like change the game yeah exactly uh but i trained for a bit i ended up right before i was about to do my first match uh i was i ended up start doing dance dance gigs again because mm. you know it pays the bills yeah and i had my name like one of my homies uh nick xander gave me my name like he's like you should, like you from memphis like oh what's up and so they, i would come in the training like oh it's the memphis man we say Maine and Memphis all the time. So That's was, so dope. I was going to be the Memphis, Maine, Trenger Ray. Let's and, go. And I had my moves set. I had like John Bugs had helped me with a couple moves that you should do where I was adding juking. I was like adding juking with myself. I got clips. I can so show you. Dope. Like I started gliding in the ring into a drop kick. 
Let's go. <laughs> like I was already, I got my ring gear made. Let's go. And I, I just hadn't done my first hey, match. You're yet. going to. I will. You're going to. So it's not about what like you going to. Cause yeah. that's obviously I felt the same way when I started roller skating again, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I got divorced from my first wife in 2016 and life shifted dramatically. I didn't know you were married. Yeah, I was Before. with one woman for 10 years of my life. And I was really, really religious. Like, I, you could ask Gio, bro. I was a Bible thumper. It was bad. Like, I would, I would literally, like, break relationships because they weren't living the lifestyle that I lived. Damn. That's how bad it was. And so it led me into a situation where I, it just wasn't me. I was living a double life. Mm. I was this great, crazy, dope crumper with a dope crew. But at home, I was miserable. Like, I love crump. Mm. But I couldn't live how I wanted to because of the leadership that was above me or like how I felt about how this facade I had to put on. So I literally broke. Like I, me and my wife were already separated. I ended up uh, leaving her. But in 2016, it shaped my next five, six years because I was also 30 years old Mm. and I never lived on my own. I lived with my family and moved in with my girlfriend that ended up my wife. So I found out personally I was really codependent Mm. on other people and other people's opinions and other people's people pleasing. I dealt with all that. So what ends up happening is from 2016 to 2019, I found out who I was. Yeah. And that was at the skating rink. Because I, everybody knows if you watch me any at all on this, on social media Sundays, I'm at the rink. That became church. Yeah. So if that's how you feel. That's how. That's honestly you, how I felt, bro. I, and me, it's like I don't even care to perform with roller skating. I just need to be there. Mm. I need to be on them skates going around in a circle. My wife has asked me, like, well, why don't you just skate at home in the garage? I'm like, it's not, it's not, not the same. same. Yeah. yeah. You know bro. what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. You got you to gotta pursue that like, for real, yeah, for real. My, my goal is, like, and I keep in touch with some of the uh, other wrestlers, you know, that I was training with. And, like, I was just, I went to the WWE, like. I know, I seen that press, on your story. Press conference. And, yeah. You know, I saw a couple of the guys that I trained with before. Like, and I was just like, man, it's, oh. wrestling just is always going to have a uh, place, in, your place heart. in my heart. Yeah, sure. that's dope. Well, hey. We just got real deep. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Like, subscribe, follow, and do all the good stuff. We appreciate y'all. At Swarm Branding, we're not just a digital marketing agency. We're your key to online success. Let's take a closer look at the services that can transform your brand. Graphic design, web design, search engine optimization, print media, social media services, and content marketing services. Swarm Branding is your full-service digital marketing powerhouse committed to making your brand a digital sensation. Don't wait. Visit us today at swarmeverything.com. Welcome back, Hive Hustle Podcast. We appreciate y'all tuning in. I'm here with my boy Trent. We just got into a deep conversation about wrestling um, and how wrestling to him was roller skating to me. It was really like a piece for us. Um, but outside of that, this man is like industry professional. Like he's a professional dancer. Like 
when I say that, I mean you dance for a living. Like, you don't just go battle and go street perform. Like, you yeah. actually have done some amazing things. Um, one of the things that you've done is obviously Cirque. Like, how was it being in Cirque des Soleil? And, like, obviously you did MJ1 and you did Beatles. Mm-hmm. So, like, shifting that was a from... Process, it was a process? Yeah, it was a journey. Um, how long were you on it? Uh, well, Beatles Love was my first Cirque show. Okay. I was only there for, like, three and a half months. Mm. Uh, and I was in MJ One for six years. Wow! After that, that's a whole career. Yeah. So, uh, but just getting the whole journey of me even getting signed to Cirque was, yeah, it's a testimony. But when I first left Memphis, I can try to give you a short version. When I first left Memphis, I I was working two jobs. I was going to school. And I quit both my jobs. I dropped out of school. And I was like, I'm supposed to be dancing. I feel like I should be just go for dancing. I'm just go dance. I need to be performing some mm-hmm. in some capacity. And so I just took all the money I had saved up. I sold my car. And then I ended up going to Baltimore first, which was random. I went to Baltimore, stayed there for like about a month. And then I went to Vegas. Vegas to LA and uh, street performed over there for a couple of days because it was just the struggle was hard. Oh, like yeah. that. Like oh, the yeah. LA dancer life, trying to, you know, gig. And I was trying to get signed to an agency. Like I didn't have no resume really. So it was like mm-hmm. nobody knew who I was. I just had my connection with Buck in a way. And like he helped me in some ways. Uh, my boy Ron, uh, Miles Yachts, he helped me, and I was just like, bro, I gotta go back home, bro. This is like, this is I'm struggling. All I had was food stamps, ooh, and I had no money, ooh. And they was uh, the homies that they had that let me perform on Saint, uh, Santa Monica, uh-huh. Third Street Promenade. Yeah, I did two days, made enough money. I was like, I'm whatever money I'm making, I'm. I'm Go going home. home. I got yeah. a bus, a Greyhound bus ticket from LA to Memphis. But before I went back to Memphis, I Buck let me come stay at his house uh, in Vegas. Yeah, because this is right when uh, MJ One first opened. So he was that. the original character. Yeah, he was the one. Yeah, and he was. Uh, so he's like, yeah, uh, Cirque doing an audition. So I went to go audition for Cirque. It was for the Beatles Love, but it was for a B boy. Okay, they wanted. Like, I don't know if you, you've seen Beatles Love before. Yeah. So they had a character in the show. They don't have him in there anymore. It's the walrus. Okay. Uh, Guillaume was the character once. I remember Guillaume. Um, yeah. He was in the audition, actually. So everybody's in here breaking, and I'm like, I'm in here juking. <laughs> and they looking at me like... Bro, you look out of place. <laughs> like, I'm hella out of place. Damn. And it was like, and it was a small audition. It was only like six guys. In there. Oh, wow. Yeah. That came to audition for the, the role. I just came. I said, I'm going. I want them to see Forget who I am. It. Yep. So I'm in there. If I get kicked out, I get kicked out. I, I, like, I think I like, I think I like stepped on Guillaume's hand when he was, while we was freestyling. I was trying to glide a gangster walk across the floor. And I stepped on his hand, or oh I kicked him or something, God. and I I apologized. So I'm like, "Oh my bad, bro." He's like, "You you, you know how Guillaume is. He was hella cool." Yeah. But uh, they pulled me to the side. It was like, 
like, oh, we like you, but you don't fit this. <laughs> what we looking for? Like, we can put, can we put your put you in the database? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, cool. So I'm thinking in my mind, oh, I got a job. I'm gonna get hired. Man, I ain't hear from them after a couple of days, and then I got my ticket to ride the bus back to Memphis. I didn't hear from Cirque for like it was almost six months later, bro. Dang. Like I like yeah about yeah about six months later. They they put me in the database. Yeah. Somebody got injured at Beatles Love, and it opened the door for me. And they was like, "Can you audition for this character?" And I auditioned, and they flew me back out to Vegas, and I never looked back. That was in 2014. Wow, bro! And I've been here for 10 years. Yeah, I know. So, because that's like, Neon was we won Neon in 2013, mm. and the 14 you battled in it. Did I? It was either 14 or 15. You battled in one of them. I think I did. I just can't, bro. I can't. Yeah. The years start like meshing. Yeah, like, and then I'm <laughs> like on top of gigs that you do. Yeah, and, like, different battles. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But I remember watching you because that's when I was like, "What?" I didn't understand what the hell you were doing. Nobody knew. I really. was like, "What it? What?" And, and mind was- you, back then I wasn't really like I wasn't cool with everybody in like MJ One and so so I didn't know that that was in the show or I didn't know that yeah, like Buck Buck kind of set that up. Yeah, I I, I remember that. Yeah. Now I know cuz I've heard the story. Schizo was his backup. Yep. And then Buck left and then Schizo was the main guy and then yep. Schizo left. And then, so when Schizo left, it opened the door for me to come ah and I auditioned and then they hired me and then I was there for about 6 years. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's yeah, a good that's run. My, my little Cirque story. Okay. I learned a lot. I, yeah, I can imagine it's being on that staff for six years. That's got to be crazy. So you learned how to do the makeup and everything. Yeah, we. Yeah, I'm crazy <laughs> with the makeup. You know? Hey, that's dope. It, it's just a it's just a tool that a lot of people don't think you might need. Yeah, you know. And then in our industry, you you need it. At first, I thought they was gonna they was gonna have somebody like do it, do it for, for you. It yeah. was like, no, nah, you got that kind of budget, bro. You gonna learn on your own. And. I wonder if they'll I'm not trying to be nah, I wonder if they'll ever have the budget. Nah, I'm sure they got the budget. They just like you, you're gonna you're gonna we're gonna learn how to do makeup, which you know it helped me later because I know how to do my makeup if I need to. And not only that, like you're you become more of an asset. I learned a lot as an artist, mm. like just growing as an artist, being around all these different specialties like people from all over the world too yeah like yeah so just being in that environment just helped me grow more as an artist and definitely yeah now before we got on air we were talking about how there's memphis juking there's jitten there's apparently there's a florida juking yeah there's a bunch of different ones so if somebody wanted to get into the movement like actually learn the dance style, what would be your advice for them to do? Because obviously this is a really, really niche dance style mm. or niche, however you pronounce that niche. word. I say but niche. I say niche. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of people say different things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. <laughs> but like, what's your advice for somebody trying to get in that? Well, first of all, I mean, go to the source. Like, well, if you're not in Memphis, yeah. We having crazy things happen in this episode. <laughs> Stuff falling down. Sorry, y'all. Go ahead. Um, 
If you're not in Memphis, it's only the, I'll say the supply isn't that, <laughs> it's the supply and demand. There's not too many of us from Memphis that's actually outside. Like here at Vegas is me. Yeah. So you can definitely come to me if you want to learn how to juke. I have taught classes here and there. Yeah. Uh, I, I teach privates. I've mm. actually done some Zoom, a couple Zoom privates as well. Cool. Uh, Buck teaches in L.A. at Movement. Oh, uh, yeah. They just started that class, yeah, didn't they? Because like they just opened it. Yeah. He's been going crazy with classes there. That's uh, dope. I actually helped him demonstrate some juking in one of his, what, two, I think, one or two of his classes. That's dope. Um, she Street. She's out there. Yeah, she's dope. Like, she, yeah, she streets, like, yeah, she's one of my favorites. She's always been one of my favorites. And she, I think she subs for Buck sometimes. Makes sense. But, uh, yeah, like, I think, uh, there is, I'm not too sure. Like, everything is in Memphis. Yeah. Like, it's in Memphis. Yeah, it's crazy. So, you, like, that's, a lot of people talk about how crump, like, you got to go to the Mecca. You got to go to Cali. Mm. Like, if you ever crump dance, you have to. And so I feel like if you're going to do, if you're going to juke, you're going to have to go to Memphis some way, to, shape, or form. And we've actually had a couple people. Like, it's this one guy. He's His name's Ming. He's from Korea. And he looked, he actually, he's been to Memphis, but he's gotten trained by one of the guys uh, from back home and he a god and he he looks like he been he gangster walking like for gangster walking he gangster he's stepping that's like, dope i give him his props like he's stepping and like hey if you doing it right that's all hey, that matters yeah mm -hmm. like and you putting like this is what it is like don't be doing the stuff don't be doing the style and not saying this is what it is. Yeah. Because it's been occasions where I feel like some dan like some dancers, they'll be doing juking stuff and then they say it's something else. Mm. So yeah. Or acting you know how it is where people like maybe throw like one one move. Oh, they'll throw two arm swings in a chest pop in a, in a whole yeah. like battle it's and sad. think that they crumping. Oh, yeah. bro, happens normal yeah. all the time. And so I see buck jumps a lot, like you know, it's the buck jump. Yeah. <laughs> or, oh, oh, bro, I see that everywhere. Yeah, so it's everywhere. So that's, that's like, like the with the light feet. Yeah. Lock. Yeah, you see. It's and just, the thing with buck jumping is like. When you do a beginner bug jump, you know it's a beginner just bug jump. Like, That's yeah. like somebody arm swinging, bro. I, I believe it. I, like, it, it, like we know you don't know how to arm swing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, so, and I feel like every time I've had a battle or somebody's battling me and they start bug jumping, oh, I'm like, you just lost the battle. I'm sorry. That's literally what happens when people try to crump against me. I'm just like, it's not like, even on no cocky thing. It's just because... If you're going first and you do that against me, I'm gonna outdo you. And you definitely not gonna do it the same. If I'm going uh, first, you're not gonna do, do it the same way not, I do it. You're not gonna you're gonna see the difference. It's, it's yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That's like at, at first Friday, Dred was battling this guy, and he started crumping. Like he was a popper, but he started crumping, 
It was like a light-skinned dude. I don't know who it is. It's somebody new in the scene. Mm. And I looked at him, and I was like, you just messed up. Yeah, you like, can't. why you would can't. you start crumping against Ultra? Like, he's Ultra Crump. Like, yeah. Like, you don't do that. I'm going to make it, if I'm going against somebody that's a completely opposite, different style from mine, like, I'm not finna do anything. Do, I'm not do. finna do anything because if any, I'm going to do the hell out of my style to make it hard for the judges yeah. to pick. I'm like, dang, we just going to have to pick. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But if I do something like something of crump, I'm not, I just set myself up for failure. Yeah, of course. So, well, yeah. let, look, man, we'll end it with this. Um, you've been doing a lot. You, you are a gamer, you're a dancer, you're a wrestler, <laughs> you're an inspiration to a lot of people. Tell everybody where they can find you and what you got going on next. Well, you can find me online on all the social medias, uh, Instagram, TikTok. I uh, hate how smooth that came out. You know, uh, <laughs> Trent Jure, or I think on my TikTok, I'm Trentosan901. Trentosan901 is my anime side of me, my nerd, you know. Everybody weeb. got one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Trentosan901 or just Trent Jure. You can find me. Uh, what's next? I am my one of my goals now is to like really get into more acting. Really? Yeah, like I just see know, what did I tell you? You doing something new again? Yeah. We all us creators. It's like if I want to be a superhero, bro, it's like you got to do everything. Like I want, I want to have all the powers. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, acting. Uh, I do I am planning on going to Europe this week actually in a couple of days. Okay. We're doing some shows over in London, Poland and um Rotterdam. Wow. With uh, the company Third Coast Percussion. Shout out Third Coast. Uh, and with my boy Midas. So yeah. we're going to be hitting some stages out there. And I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be my first time in Europe. So I don't know what to expect. Oh, you've never been there? I've never been to Europe. That's dope. Well, hey, congratulations on that, man. Yeah, man. Overseas. Yes. I remember when I taught in Japan for the first time. I was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely a different world. Like America is very small minded when, when we really come down <laughs> to it. I'm, man, I'm like, that's why I'm so excited to go, bro. I'm like, man, let me see what's going on. Oh over yeah, here. it's going. I've been to a lot of like, I've been in the Dominican Republic. I've okay. been to Brazil. Okay. Uh, Mex- you know, just because I'm half like Spanish. Got you. And but you've never been to like Europe or Japan or no, like, like any my, of those. I'm. That's on my bucket list okay. for this year to go. Well, to Japan. hey, congratulations on that because going overseas for dance. It's not a, a lot of people don't get to do it. Yeah. So that's something big. So definitely that's dope. Yeah. Well, hey, man, this Hive Hustle podcast. We appreciate you for tuning in. Uh, this has been, we're not going to say the episode because we don't do that anymore. <laughs> but my boy Trent, appreciate you coming on the show. Appreciate you, bro. And y'all tune in, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Y'all have a good one. Peace. It's official now, the Hive Hustle Podcast about to sit you down, go and fix your crown, this ain't a grain of salt, pick your brain and thoughts, even through a major loss, still remain a boss.